0: You're listening to Day 45 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. I recently visited a country in Southeast Asia that when you speak to the average citizen, they'll tell you they don't believe in heaven but they do believe in hell. This largely Buddhist country, When you strike up a spiritually focused conversation with any average citizen, they'll tell you that they're likely to go to hell. Now, by contrast, most Americans are largely secular and many of us are Christian, but regardless of our religion or our personal history, the majority of us believe we're going to heaven. The disparity is telling among the two nations. Can my actions keep me from going to heaven? Thankfully, the Bible tells us, that we can enjoy the presence of God. But among the most helpful passages in the New Testament devoted to this question is not hopeful. In fact, they tell us that wrongdoers will not get into heaven. There's a secret back door to hope. But before we get there, listen carefully. The words of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9 Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be, de- do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral are idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, this passage is not unique because alongside of it are little-known verses to most Americans that tell us the kind of behaviors that the kind of people also are not allowed into heaven. Let me share with you, beginning in Revelation, we see these scattered breadcrumbs throughout the New Testament. The Bible says here, outside of the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Then over in Galatians five, we read the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, Paul writes, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, not to be omitted from this short list is Ephesians 5. For you may be sure that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance of in the kingdom of Christ and God. And then God tells us these words in First Timothy, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers for murderers. And then it rounds out with these words of, from Hebrews in conclusion, strive for peace with everyone, for the holiness and for the holiness with which no one will see the Lord. Now, that's a lot of information coming at once, so let's review. I took a few minutes earlier today and compiled these various passages into one list. God tells us the following people and the following behaviors will not see inside the gates of heaven. Four different times we're told that the sexually immoral will not go to heaven. Four different times we're told that those who do idolatry will not go to heaven. Then he adds adulterers, homosexuals, thieves, the greedy, Twice we're warned about those who are drunkards, we're warned about those who blaspheme God, people who commit fraud, and twice we're told that murderers will not go to heaven. In addition, anyone who practices falsehood or lies, twice the impure told, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who are sensual, those who practice sorcery, who stir up strife, hostility, and jealousy, will not see the kingdom of God. In addition, those who stir up and experience fits of anger enjoy dissension and division, who enjoy orgies, create rivalries, people who strike their fathers and mothers, and profane. Indeed, all this the Bible tells us that without holiness we will not see inside the beautiful gates of heaven. Now, at first blush, we should all be scared and alarmed at such a list simply because this list includes behaviors that you and I have done. I'm telling you, I've lied. I've stirred up rivalries and dissensions. What American can exist in this media-saturated culture that stirs up all kinds of sexual desires and be free of impurity? I think it's important for us to, all of us, to feel a sense of hopelessness, if only for a few minutes as we ponder this list. All of us are sure that God will judge child molesters and those who join terrorist organizations like ISIS but we think that we're going to escape the searching eyes of judgment all these sins and vices are the devil's back door to hell and we should remember these powerful and truthful words if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us reading and hearing this list let me ask you a pertinent question should you have any hope of being in heaven if jesus were to say to you one day in your future why should i let you into my heaven how would you respond but thankfully the power of the gospel comes and rescues us for no sooner had the list begun the very first passage i read the list and catalog of vices mentioned above the bible continues with these hope-filled words And such were some of you but you were washed you were sanctified you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God first Corinthians 6 verse 11 the gospel is full of mercy to sinners and it shows no mercy to sin let me say that again the gospel is full of mercy to sinners but at the same time it shows no mercy to sin Those hopeful words, such were some of you are powerful, hopeful words that speak to any of us who are walled off from any hope of heaven because of our actions. It's as if the Lord seems to have said, I will stretch out my hand from heaven and I will save some of the very worst of sinners, some of those who were cataloged in that list so that they will know my power, my power of mercy and compassion. I will stretch out my hand of compassion impact the worst kind of peoples so that they will sing the sweetest songs of redemption. Jesus said, I've not come for the morally righteous and superior, I've come for those who know they deserve hell. I will wash you, clean you, and change you. Jesus calls on you today to confess your sin. He will forgive you and cleanse you from any acts, any unrighteous acts. Jesus calls on you to confess Your sin and to forsake your sin. Now, if you want to see any part of heaven, then don't identify yourself by your sin, but forsake your bad behavior. Don't proudly proclaim your behavior as one of these catalog lists, saying to everyone, I'm an adulterer, I'm a thief, I'm a homosexual. You don't identify yourself by your sinful behavior if you want to see anything of God's heaven. Instead, Jesus calls on you to confess your sin and to forsake your sin. He can and will make a marvelous change in you right now on your way to heaven. This world is not your home, so don't make its practices your home either.